2: for an unbeliever they're shocked that God could speak to them that shouldn't shock you because Satan has been speaking to you all your life do this do that oh you'll never get in trouble Ha! ha. he's a liar so he's speaking to you if you want your life straight if you want your marriage put back together if you want to have peace you're empty you're lonely you're guilty and you're afraid if you want that fixed through the spirit he speaks to this person when the time comes for you to choose choose Jesus That's the role of the Holy Spirit. Many people believe that they are in charge of
0: their lives. That's true to an extent. The truth that unbelievers don't realize, though, is that they are actually slaves to a hidden master, Satan. He is the one who encourages and entices you to seek your own pleasures first, even when that's to the detriment of those around you. Pastor Mark wants to tell you that there's someone else trying to speak to you, too, God. The Holy Spirit whispers through creation, through circumstances, and through other people. If you want your life to go better than it currently is, He is the one you should be listening to. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Romans chapter 8 as he continues with his series called Led by the Spirit.
2: Your lessons Turn with me in your Bibles to John 14. We'll be there a number of times, so you can put a little piece of paper if you want, and we're going to be scooting around in a couple places. The Bible also refers to the Holy Spirit with personal pronouns, and you'll see it as we go through what that looks like. Now, John 14, down to verse 16, this is Jesus speaking. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor, talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit, to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, not it, him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him For he lives with you and will be in you. That's personal. He's not an it. He's a he. You might say, well, Pastor Mark, why is it so important for us to know that the Holy Spirit is a person? I understand God's a person. I understand Jesus was a person. Hello. He walked this earth. But why is it so important that we understand that? Well, here's why. Truth number two truth number two, write it down. Man was designed to have a personal relationship with God. Man was designed to have a personal relationship with God. Understand, if you're here and you're trying to do life on your own, it will never work. If you go back to the book of Ecclesiastes, you find Solomon trying to do it. He's going down one road after another road after another road. He's trying to fulfill himself. He's trying to do life himself. Every single road is a dead End. You will never find success in life. You will never be at peace. You will never have an understanding of purpose if you're trying to do life by yourself. It doesn't work. So I have to understand that the Holy Spirit can give me that relationship so I can walk with God, i.e., through the Holy Spirit. Now, why is that? Well, let me explain to you. I'll kind of do it with figures. Here we are in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, from the beginning all the way to the end of the Old Testament, which part of the person of God was evident most in the Old Testament? It's God the Father. God the Father was mostly in the Old Testament. Once in a while, Jesus showed up. Once in a while, the Holy Spirit showed up, but very different. All right, now we move. End of the Old Testament. God the Father. Now we come to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. At the beginning of Matthew, what do we discover? Who comes to the earth? This is not a difficult question. Who comes to the earth? Jesus. So who do we see in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? We see God, the Son, through there. Now, at the end of the Gospels, Jesus goes to the cross, and he goes where? He goes to heaven. Good. A little slow, but you got it. He goes to heaven. All right? And before he goes, you'll see this. We read it. You're going to see it again. He says that God's going to send somebody else for you to do life with. Who is that? That's why we need to know that the Holy Spirit is also a person because God's in heaven. Jesus is in heaven, but God says you are to do life with the Holy Spirit, not even close to what we see in the rest of the Bible. One time, Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people very, very seldom. Jesus was led by the Spirit. The disciples just followed Jesus. They didn't get the Holy Spirit yet. But when we come to the New Testament, from the book of Acts all the way to Revelation, the Holy Spirit, for a Christian, comes and lives in them. Wow. Very different. Now, see if you can answer this question. We're going to talk about all service, the roles the Holy Spirit has in me, in you as a Christian. Does the Holy Spirit have any role in an unbeliever? People that are not Christians yet, and we'll have some in this service as we do every service. You're not yet a believer. Well, the things I'm going to talk about today are persons that have become believers. But what about the unbeliever? Is there any role the Holy Spirit has in unbeliever? And the answer, of course, is in the Bible. And I want you to turn to John 16. John 16. Now, when you see that, it becomes exquisitely clear how the Holy Spirit works. How the Holy Spirit works. John 16, verse 8. Here we go. When he, verse 8, when he, Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world, unbelievers, of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe, Jesus was speaking, in me. So the Holy Spirit has a personal ministry in the life of every unbeliever. He convicts them of their sin and basically convinces them that if they want to go to heaven, if they want forgiveness, they must choose to repent of their sin and believe in Jesus Christ. Let me show you how that works. The word comforter, which... Jesus calls the Holy Spirit. That word has numbers of meanings, but one of the meanings is comes alongside to encourage. So let's just take this that an unbeliever is in this seat. So you're here, you're an unbeliever. Does the role of the Holy Spirit affect you at all? Absolutely. Here's what happens while i'm teaching or any pastor's teaching of course it doesn't have to be in a church you could be sharing with somebody at work as i'm sharing that principle every person is born a sinner you're a sinner if you don't do something with your sin, you're always going to be separated from God. And God doesn't look kind because you'll never go to heaven. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. And the only way to be forgiven is Jesus Christ. So if I'm teaching that, which I do, that's the gospel message all the time. And this person is an unbeliever. The Holy Spirit begins to say this to them. You see that handsome, young, good-looking, short guy on the stadium? No, I don't see him. Where is it? (laughs) No, the Holy Spirit says this. What you just heard is truth. Now, why could I say that? Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of? And the Holy Spirit is alongside them. Now, you say he's doing one of these? No, it's in your spirit. And for an unbeliever, they're shocked that God could speak to them. That shouldn't shock you cuz Satan has been speaking to you all your life. Do this, do that. Oh, you'll never get in trouble. Ha <laughs> ha. He's a liar. So he's speaking to you. If you want your life straight, if you want your marriage put back together, if you want to have peace, you're empty, you're lonely, you're guilty and you're afraid, of if you want that fixed, through the spirit, he speaks to this person. When the time comes for you to choose, Choose Jesus. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. Every person that became a believer, I don't know where it was or how it was, but somebody shared those truths with you. You made a decision, and it was the Holy Spirit that was convicting you. He wasn't condemning you. What's wrong with you? said, are you? No, he convicts so that you can make the right choice. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. Now, when a person does that, as many have done already this weekend, and they will in this service and the other services, notice the last part of verse 9. In regard to sin, not plural, one sin. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. The sin that the Holy Spirit convicts us of is the one sin that will keep every person from heaven. What sin is it? It's the sin of unbelief. See, the Holy Spirit doesn't come to an unbeliever and say, well, let me go through your list of sins. Here we go. Cheat, steal, immorality, lust. No, he doesn't do that. There's one sin that will separate you from ever going to heaven. What sin is it? Not believing that Jesus, listen, is the only way to God. Well, Pastor Mark, is that in the Bible? Yeah, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Look at your verse. If you don't believe that Jesus is who he said he is, that is the one sin. We would call it sometimes The unpardonable sin. On the cross, Jesus was with two thieves. Both disbelieved initially. Then one went, "Uh uh-oh, this has got to be God's son. This has got to be Jesus. He asked for forgiveness. He understood. He put his faith in Jesus. Where did he go that day? Right to heaven. The other thief said, are you crazy? Get us down from here if you're God. I don't believe in you. When he died, moments later, where did he go? That's the verse you just read. There's only one way to God, Jesus Christ, because he's the only one that paid the penalty for sin on the cross. So there is a role in the unbeliever, but the unbeliever has to make a choice. If you say no, the Holy Spirit just moves away. Because he will never force you, nobody would ever force you to accept Jesus Christ. Now, the moment an unbeliever, some of you will do that today, confesses and puts their trust in Jesus Christ, they're born again. When they're born again, they become a son and a daughter of God, and the Holy Spirit does one thing. Watch what the Holy Spirit does the minute you become a believer. Paul says this, 1 Corinthians six 19, don't you realize That meant they didn't really know. Some of you don't know. Not a bad thing. There's a lot of things we don't know. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God because you accepted Jesus Christ? You do not belong to yourself. When the Holy Spirit comes in us, When we accept Jesus Christ, we no longer direct our life. God directs our life. That's why the title of the series, Being Led by the Holy Spirit. We become a living, walking, breathing temple. God lives in us 24-7. And that is where the personal relationship begins. It's personal now. He's not alongside me. He's in me. If you're a Christ follower today, that's where the Holy Spirit lives. Here's point number three. And this is where most of you are confused. Almost all of you. Here it is. Truth number three. Christ followers need to know what roles, now that the Holy Spirit lives in us, God, what the Holy Spirit wants to fulfill in our lives. With the Holy Spirit there, what does he want to do? What can he do? Well, once the Holy Spirit lives in us, the Bible teaches there are way more than 50 things the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. Because of time, I'm only going to give you 47. So get your hand ready. here. No, I'm going to give you about eight or nine this morning. Is that all right? So you will leave here knowing, some Some of you will leave here knowing a lot about the Holy Spirit that you never know and you're already a Christian. You just didn't realize these things. So I'm going to go very short, very quick, and I'll explain much more because as we move through the series, we're going to move from that Holy Spirit back to Jesus and watch Jesus doing Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in a week or two, we'll do that and watch how he directs his disciples because the same way... These disciples all had a personal relationship with him. The same way the Holy Spirit has with us. So what we see Jesus doing with his disciples, Jesus says, another one like me is coming. And the Holy Spirit is doing the same thing. So you'll get an actual picture of what that looks like in everyday life. So here we go. I'll give you eight or nine this morning as we move through. Here we go. Number one, the Holy Spirit assures me. Satan hates a Christian, that is secure in their relationship with God. You see, sometimes this happens to us. We're moving along in our life, and we sin, and then we kind of got away from the Bible and whatever, and Satan comes to us. Oh, you're a believer, eh? Oh, I don't think so. Never really took on you anyway. That was all emotion. Nothing ever happened to you. And sometimes we just believe the enemy. But what the Holy Spirit wants to do is to tell us something. Let me read to you First John 5. I write these things to you, who believe in the name of the Son of God, so you may know that you have eternal life. See, there's no good laying down at night. Uh, I think I'm a believer. I was a believer. Am I not now a believer now? Maybe I'm not good enough now. And that doubting does not come from God. That doubting comes from Satan. Because I can know. Now, who's going to assure me that my salvation is not about feelings, but from truth. Well, look at Romans 8:16. Here it is. It's right smack in front of you. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are now I'm getting ready for an amen. I just wanted to warn you. Here we go. The spirit himself, himself, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Is that good or is that great? Of course it's great. I'm a child of God. How do I know? Holy Spirit lives in me. He assures me, don't listen to the Satan's lies. He assures me. Number 2. He teaches me. Do you know who's teaching you this morning? I am, but I'm just a mouth. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. He is the one that's teaching you. Now, Go back to John 14, where you were, verse 26. John 14, 26. Remember, keep your finger there, put a little sword. We'll be back again. This is a, a huge verse in the person of the Holy Spirit. Notice what Jesus says again, verse 26. But the counselor, comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send my name, what's it say? Will teach you all things. All things. The author of the Bible lives in us. The Holy Spirit is our real real teacher. I'm just the voice. The Bible is God-breathed. It's all truth. He gave us the Bible to know how to do life. When we open the Bible, God opens his mouth through the Holy Spirit. Now, it shouldn't surprise you that the one that's teaching the Bible is the author of the Bible, he knows it all. He wrote it. He was inspired. He was God-breathed. And that shows us how to live. Next, you're right there. Reminds me. Number three, just write it down. The Holy Spirit reminds me. John 14, 26, look at. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send my name, will teach you all things, watch, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. John 2.22 says this, after he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words Jesus had spoken. You see, there's times in our life when we're trying to think of a verse, especially if we're sharing with someone. I'll do it sometimes as I'm teaching. What was that verse? I'm trying to think, boom, the Holy Spirit puts it to my mind. And it's just great. It brings that memory back. You've had that experience if you witness a lot to people. You're trying to think of the verse. You can't think of the verse. No, boo! Ask the Holy Spirit, and He reminds you of that. Now, this verse is very important. If you're over fifty-five, <laughs> don't laugh, because when we get fifty-five and over, we have a hard time remembering things. Am I right? Yep. If you're eighty-five, good luck. I'm headed there. It's scary. So we have to have people remind us. We have the Holy Spirit. He can remind us of all kinds of things. It's a wonderful thing. He reminds us. By the way, I call the Holy Spirit spiritual ginkgo. That's from my pharmacy. Ginkgo helps your memory, by the way. Just go out and buy you some. Okay, here we go. Next, the Holy Spirit illuminates and brings understanding to the word. John 12, 16. At first, his disciples did not understand what Jesus was teaching, what Jesus was talking. They didn't understand going to the cross at all. It made no sense at all to them. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Like the disciples, very often we don't get it. We read the Bible, and you if you've been a Christian a long while, you've all had this happen. You're reading something. It happened to me yesterday. You're reading something, and you read that passage 10 times in your life, and all of a sudden, woo, it jumps off the page. What? Never saw that before. Who did that? The Holy Spirit. He illuminated that truth because you needed it right then. The Holy Spirit pointed out something I never really saw before. Woo! It just went like that. It was great. So he knows how to illuminate the word and make sense to you. That's what I try to do. That's what I pray for when I'm studying and teaching. Not just to give you a bunch of facts, but when you leave here, your head isn't full with facts, but you leave going, okay, I can do that. I get it. That's what my role is as a pastor. Teach the word with application see teaching the word is not just about information it's about transformation in a person's life now next he comforts me he comforts me john 14:16 and i will ask the father and he will give you another counselor another word for that is comforter to be with you forever Jesus calls the Holy Spirit another comforter. Comfort means to come alongside, to support, to encourage, to brave it together. We've all been in places in life where I needed to be comforted. I needed to be encouraged. I needed to be supported. I needed to realize that I wasn't doing life alone. But many of us forget We have the comforter in us 24-7. In today's
0: teaching, Pastor Mark gave you scriptural examples where the Holy Spirit is mentioned using characteristics you think belong to people. He also reminded you that Jesus pointed out that it's necessary for the Holy Spirit to come in his place to live in you for you to be able to do God's will. You also learn more about the other roles the Holy Spirit has in your life.
1: You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441 that's 866-779-3441 in the next section of this series
0: pastor mark will continue talking about how important it is for you to allow the holy spirit to work in your life he will teach about the idea of your body being the dwelling place for the holy spirit and what that means in practical terms you'll hear more about what the Holy Spirit did using the people in the early church and how that relates to you today. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series called Led by the Holy Spirit. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry